Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 31 through 33, and then verses 44 through 52. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest of all shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid, and then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind, and when it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the goods into baskets, but threw out the bag. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all of this? They answered, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. God richly bless this, the reading of God's word. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Over the past four and a half months, we have become experts in the kingdom of God. Or at least we've become experts in seeing the kingdom of God. Because, you see, the funny thing is that most of the time we don't even realize we may be staring right at the kingdom of God right in front of us. You see, the, the, the thing about the kingdom of God is it's a funny thing. Um, it's the wispiest of things, but it's also so solid. It's so funny, but it's also so serious. It's so mysterious, but it's also so tangible that you can touch it. You see, it always looks like exactly what we expect, but then never looks like what we expect. You find the kingdom of God in a church. But then you also see it outside of church. You see it in outreach, but then you also see it in worship. You see it in the smallest of children, but then you also see it in the most seasoned of saints. The thing about the kingdom of God is it is the easiest thing for, to, for us to wrap our minds around, but then the one thing that confuses us more than anything. It is truly as wonderful and as vast and as valuable as the one who created it. As the one who created us. And so it's no coincidence that in our scripture today, Jesus has as many examples and illustrations as he could probably fit into a sermon and a message of those that could listen. And so for a crowd of bakers, of crowds of farmers, of fishermen, we have examples of trees and bushes and yeast and fish we have examples of exactly what they needed to hear in order to fully understand what they needed to know of the kingdom of God. But are they helpful for us? 
Do they still work for us to hear thousands of years later for what we're going through in our lives? Can we fully grasp what the kingdom of God is like for us? I know in just my family, um, a parable of the kingdom of God would be uh, the kingdom of God is like a wife who brings home a puppy that the husband said that he doesn't want any more of and yet wants to keep that puppy more than any other. And so I now have four puppies in my house. That's the truth. But the kingdom of God uh, may be like the most expensive thing at Target that upon going into the store one day you suddenly find on clearance. And there is great rejoicing, except when you get home, and then there is great weeping and gnashing of teeth. You see, the kingdom of God is exactly like all the images that Jesus gave the crowds of the day. But the thing is, is it's also every other image you can think of as well. The kingdom of God is just like that mustard seed that starts out as the smallest of seeds. But the kingdom of God is also the greatest and the largest of seeds that would then sprout the very smallest of trees, the most humble. As humble as a God who would put on the form of flesh to come down to be with us. The kingdom of God is just like nets that are thrown out and filled to overflowing with fish of every kind. But the kingdom of God is like nets that are thrown out all night long and keep coming up empty. And then a voice tells you to throw them on the other side of the boat and they fill to bursting. But in that moment, you drop your net in order to jump out of the boat to swim to shore to have breakfast with the one who came calling you. The kingdom of God is every image that you can think of that reminds us to look towards our Savior. Everything in this world points back to something. The kingdom of God is just like what you need to hear in order to know that God's love is the most valuable and most mysterious, but most tangible, the most perfect thing that we need in this life. And to know that you are loved beyond value and we're able to seek a God without value in such real and tangible and yet still so mysterious of ways. See, we have to understand, at the very last part of this parable, Jesus says maybe the most mysterious thing of all. He says, have you understood all of this? And we, like the disciples, would enthusiastically cry, yes, we understand it all. But we find out in uh, just a few dozen chapters of this very same gospel that maybe the disciples didn't understand it as fully as they hoped. And so we may find ourselves like the scribes that Jesus says, who are trained for the kingdom of God, who are trained to look for the moments that, that we wouldn't normally ever see God, but still teach us the love, the vastness, and the value of the kingdom more than ever. The scribes who are trained for the kingdom of God are like the masters of the household who bring from their treasure old and new things. 
They're like those that realize all the lessons and all the moments that God has showed up for them in all the times of old. And they bring those moments to the value, to the worth, and the treasure of their faith in God. But they're also open to the new moments. They're also open to those moments for God to show us that the kingdom of God is not only in the hearts of those that we love the most, but is shown to us in the hearts of those that we love the least as well. That the kingdom of God shows up in every place you'd expect and in every place you wouldn't expect as well. We have to train ourselves to see those moments that surround us. To see that even in the midst of hardship, to see that even in the midst of pandemic, that the kingdom of God is surrounding us now more than ever. And so I wrote a couple parables of my own this afternoon. For me, the kingdom of God is like a church who is locked out of its sanctuary for four months and never stopped worshiping. The kingdom of God is like 12 people who come and worship on a Tuesday so that 12 others could come and worship on a Sunday. The kingdom of God is like a parking lot and a playground that one morning turned into a sanctuary. The kingdom of God is like a church that never stopped being a church even when they couldn't come to church. We are experts in seeing the kingdom of God because you are the kingdom of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Almighty and precious God, we do give you thanks. We give you thanks for a kingdom that we can see so clearly but a kingdom that surrounds us that even when we can't see it so clearly is still so very close to us. We give you thanks, Lord, for a kingdom that is beyond any worth or value that we have ever known in this life and yet is so free to each and every one of us. Allow us to be a part of that mystery. Allow us to be a part of that story. Allow us to be a part of your kingdom that we might show others the worth, the value, and the love of the God who has created it. So we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.